the best-selling jazz album of all time, a cornerstone of recorded music. That's the sticker that is affixed to my copy of Miles Davis, Kinda Blue, an LP I purchased just a couple years ago, but an album that I've owned in three other formats. Uh, this week on Black Door Music Argument, we are talking about Miles Davis, Kinda Blue, and joining me apparently is a train and Carrie. Yeah, I like to bring um, different modes of transportation onto the podcast. I feel like it adds a certain something that yeah, we don't does. always get. You know, I know that one time you got here on a you got the microphone on a scooter. The time before yeah. it was a rickshaw. I yeah, mean, I'm I'm enjoying the 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 variety of uh, tra- traveling uh, mm-hmm. that you do. So yeah. Carry your pigeons out at once. It just adds a certain element. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Um, so this is an album I've bought and downloaded many, many times. And finally bought, like I said, a couple years ago on LP, which probably for jazz nerds is the best way to listen to it. Um, is, is this an album you own or just one you're familiar with? It's just what I'm familiar with, to be quite honest. Um, DJ very much wants to buy it on LP, on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants to, and I haven't let him yet. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. Why? Do you think it'll go out of style? Do you, no. Do you, uh... I, here's the deal. I think it's an incredible album. It's obvious, like, obviously, Miles Davis is incredibly talented. It's one of the best jazz albums ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the first track, which is now escaping me the name of, um, so what? Sure. Um, but it has that like very iconic bass line and like, like that's the song I think of when I think of jazz is like, sure. you know, yep. that song. However, um, like a year-ish ago, I think a year and a half, I don't know, a year or two ago, DJ and I went to a small, um, like independent movie theater and they were playing the documentary on miles davis um birth of cool and i walked into it not knowing anything about miles davis other than his music because like Mm -hmm. didn't pay too much attention and there was just a lot of him beating his wife yeah and i'm glad and like okay so i walked into it and i was like i love documentaries like they're one of my favorite forms of media and like i'm gonna be like i'm excited to learn more about miles davis and there was just a lot of him beating his wife and a couple of things one is, uh, I think a couple, we'll see. Um, I'm glad they put it in there. I'm glad that they weren't like, just like, oh, and he had issues with his wife, but let's continue talking about his talent. Like, I'm right. glad that they were honest about it and like showed yeah. it, but just, it's, you know, it's a little tainted now. <laughs> no. Okay. I, you're, you're absolutely correct. There is that, that kind of, uh, you know, separation of the artist and their art. Right. And I'm, you know, especially post-mortem, I guess I'm a little more willing to, uh, you know, pay for it. Because then, you know, you're really paying faceless executives in sitting in an office building right. who beat their wives and not the black artist who worked really hard for the art who beat his wife. Right. So, um, you know, it's that kind of separation that I can handle in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to, to purchase music. Of dead uh, wife beaters. <laughs> this well, has really gone off the rails, hasn't it? I was going to say, I didn't expect 
expect that we were going to get to the wife beating so early on in the episode. But here we are. You know and what? Think... We may as well get it. Uh, well, you know, and that's another reason why I'm drinking 12-year-old <laughs> scotch. Glenn Murray, when you want to listen to old wife beaters play jazz music, Glenn Murray, it's the scotch for you. <laughs> Perfect. Mm. All <laughs> and, right. Yeah, like I think I... I also understand that, like, all humans are complicated creatures, and I'm not mm-hmm. dismissing the fact that he beat his wife, but, like, we're all shades of gray. None of us are all good. Yeah. None of us are all bad. And I think there is a difference between the artist and the art. Like, I think I think you can separate those things at some point while also acknowledging that both exist, right. if that makes sense. So well, I'm not the... dismissing all of Miles Davis. It was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... Like I said, uh, you know, the other thing is I and this is one of the uh, there's a stereotypical, you know, argument that in my mind I, you know, make or 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 conform to, I guess. I don't know. I I'm one of the people who likes, um, you know, Miles in his cool phase. You know, I, you know, pre the you know, all the, you know, kind of very experimental things he was doing mm-hmm. in the, you know, say in the later seventies and, and in the, into the eighties, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the picture of him with a cigarette and a trumpet wearing a suit in a recording studio or on stage is, you know, iconic. And of course, you know, that really didn't last long. You know, he, he sold enough albums was, was talented enough that, you know, he, uh, could do whatever he wanted. And I think, you know, time proved that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, this kind, this album, you know, was one of those albums, which I think, you know, in a good way though, helped cross the color barrier because, mm-hmm. you know, in the forties, this was still, you know, race music. Mm-hmm. And as jazz progressed through the 50s, not that the 50s was a, a you know, a, an icon of, of civil rights, but it, you know, it started to find a white audience. And I think that finding, you know, an audience across the color barrier was important. So on that level, this album is also, you know, very important for mm-hmm. for crossing color barrier just in, in music and, and, and getting, uh, you know, white people to listen to black people right even if there are no words yeah yeah i agree and i think yeah like it was a very important album for that and even like continues to be an important like racial crossing album right i would say like everyone knows miles davis i think (laughs) yeah well i mean thanks to his appearance on scrooged i'm pretty sure everybody knows it (laughs) yeah but every, yeah, that's made one of our Christmas movies. So I watch it every year and I was like, it's Miles Davis. It's Miles Davis. <laughs> and Carolyn's like, yeah, you say it every year. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> but, you know, now it's a tradition. Now, it's, now that's the tradition of you yeah. being excited about Miles Davis. I do have to say, I listened to this album this morning just to kind of refresh my mind on, mm-hmm. on it. Um, and I felt very like, so I was... Um, sitting on our couch and I was listening to this and doing the New York Times crossword puzzle. <laughs> and DJ was sitting like on an upright, like 
winged back chair by our fireplace reading. Well, aren't you people, Tony? And I was like, wow. <laughs> like, without trying. That, yeah, we made quite the quite the morning. I was surprised now, that he was in, like, a smoking jacket and I wasn't, like, sipping tea or something. Just to set the difference between the two, uh, the two of us, mm-hmm. I also listened to this, but I listened to it on a set of 3M Bluetooth headphones mm-hmm. while blowing the leaves off my yard um which by the way let me tell you if you want to listen to anything while loud noises are going on get there's a set of 3m headphones they're only like 45 dollars. they're bluetooth they're noise uh you know they're they're actually built like the like the the safety headphones i mean they they are Mm -hmm. safety headphones Mm But you can have a cord plugged in or you can run it Bluetooth. You can also do a, a phone call, but they're not, they don't sound great. I mean, they're $45, you know, right. uh, but the fact that it blocks the dangerous outside sound so you can listen to a podcast or uh, music, they're fantastic. I, I, li- I listen to them all the time. The only problem is in the summer, they get a little warm because they're a full cup over your ear, but for you know, it, it, otherwise, if you're listening to music or anything while mowing lawn, using a, a leaf blower, or in my case, a chainsaw, uh, they're fantastic. So, three M. If you want to send us a case of these Bluetooth headphones, feel free. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll gladly uh, you know take them on and even distribute them out to people to spread the uh, spread the love for three M. And bl- I should mention three M would be a local sponsor to us because we're located right down in Rochester and Mankato. Mankato, right? Faribo, but sure. Faribo, I'm sorry. <laughs> they're real in my mind they're the same. And no one outside <laughs> Minnesota knows. Um, we're in Minnesota. Three M's a Minnesota company. Yeah. Three M's definitely a Minnesota company. We're we're right here in, in Minnesota with yeah. you, three M. So So give I'd even us take, that coupon code, man. I'd even take sandpaper. Okay, back to back to Miles Davis. <laughs> back to Miles Davis. So, is what is your favorite format of listening to Miles Davis besides fa- the amazing 3M noise canceling headphones? Well, uh, honestly, I I wouldn't normally listen to Miles Davis on the 3M because I am I don't know if you've noticed, uh, Carrie, I'm You're a little pa- particular. I was going <laughs> to okay. say about how I listen to my music. Now, a lot of people say that I'm a stereophile, and I don't think I am because I haven't spent nearly enough thousands of dollars on stereo equipment. But right now, I'm listening to uh, my favorite form of listening to Miles Davis is on my Audio-Technica direct drive turntable, which goes into the Yamaha S501 integrated amplifier. Uh, And then I'm running... um, the debut 6.2 elax um which i'm really enjoying that there was a sale on those uh, last year and i i got they're normally like or well originally they were 600 dollars, but i got a pair for 200 so i was pretty uh pretty stoked about that yeah. and then i'm just because i'm lacking space i'm hot wiring the sub channel out of the s501 integrated amplifier into the 10 inch uh, powered sub on a definitive technology uh, uh, tower speaker that that is my uh, um, my home theater speaker because I have two stereo systems set up in the same space which believe me my wife thinks is crazy mm-hmm. but 
um, for home theater, it's just you, you got to go with solid state. You can't get enough power uh, otherwise because there's so many channels. But believe me, Carrie, if you can go class A or class AB, you're going you're gonna to enjoy a lot more depth to your music. And you laugh. You can go ahead and laugh. Next time I... you come out to my house, I will show you the difference. <laughs> No, I don't doubt that there's a difference. I just enjoy how much of this podcast about Miles Davis kind of blue has been about Scotch, 3M headphones, and your and stereo setup. <laughs> so, but it, you know, but, cool. Well, I I did pour the Scotch though because when when I like when I listen to jazz, I you know I like to set a time and space around my listening for it. And I got to tell you, sliding into the kind of the LP lifestyle has really helped me enjoy music more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is part of it because when I listen to Kind of Blue, I want to listen to a full size at a, side at a time. Mm-hmm. That means I need to set, um, you know, 20 minutes aside where all I'm doing is listening to music. And this is the kind of music a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, I love jazz turned up or turned down softly in the background and i'm and i just want to smack them and say stop ruining jazz you asshole (laughs) because just like classical music that is what is ruining jazz for this this uh, the modern uh the modern listener because you associate jazz with with uh, elevated music Mm -hmm. you associate jazz with waiting in the dentist office you associate jazz with wandering around aimlessly in a mall Mm-hmm. I once I was in the mall here in Rochester, Minnesota, and I was wandering around and there was take the A train. And it I was like, I walk up to the the, the counter for uh, jewelry because I was looking for something for my wife for Christmas. And the girl behind the place was playing some garbage on a little you know boombox. And I was like, are you fucking this is a classic <laughs> jazz track playing over the speakers here and you're playing this garbage and that's the problem with jazz is a lot of people don't listen to it at the right uh the right level so um i guess (laughs) we were recording for quite a while we're getting on 15 minutes there i think yeah where I, i really think you need to listen to this you need to give miles davis space Mm-hmm. to be a good recording because without just listening and enjoying and and giving it time you and and it and and jazz is the kind of thing where maybe miles davis kind of blue isn't the first one for you maybe you need to step into some dave brubeck first mm-hmm. it's a little more listenable a little more action going on get acclimated to what you're going to be listening for and then step into something a little more serious like kind of blue but it's I, you know, some people say, oh, you're one of those jazz guy. Well, sure. Like you're Carson. into that. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, everybody can enjoy jazz. You just have to give it a shot. Right. Well, I think, too, like it's it's changed so much, as you said, as you said before, like the like the jazz that we hear and yeah. the jazz that I'm exposed to most often is in like office buildings and right. elevators and things. And thinking about like back to when. You know, Miles Davis, like, especially early in his career, and he's playing in, like, bars and where, you know, like, that's what you did. Like, you listened to the music, and it was right there in front of you. And, 
I mean, I think, I think music is always best live, but like you kind of need to capture that same atmosphere almost when you listen to this recording. Like, yeah, like exactly. you kind of you need to give it space and a good volume and pay, pay attention. <laughs> right, and, and I mean that's where really like you know, you know if you were listening to it on a stereo system where try to give your stereo speakers a little separation, tow them in so they're aiming at you, and you know kind of you know, sit back, but centered to get kind of that, you know, three-dimensional feel. And that's one of the reasons why I like the LP. It, it almost seems to have the air of the recording studio it was recorded in. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and that's, it just makes it feel so much richer than uh, the digital recordings. And like I said, I've got this on CD. I had this on, I said, I had this on cassette, you know, <laughs> I've, I've I've downloaded it on my phone, and now I have it on an LP. So, mm-hmm. um, it's you know it's it's one of the the rare triggers. And I'll say this to Carrie: uh, Miles Davis is not getting any of the money from the album anymore. Let, <laughs> well, let your I feel, husband. I feel a little bit better let, about that. Let your husband get kind of blue. All right. And remember, it is, it is a good album. Yeah, it's it's not hurting anybody anymore. Uh, and we do not advocate hurting anybody ever. Um, and, and, uh, but hopefully, uh, the money is going, I I should actually look into that. Where, where does the money from that sale go to? Yeah. But anyway, uh, Miles Davis, kind of blue Carrie, uh, is it a recommendation from you? Obviously, you know where I stand on it. I think it's a good album. I think it's a solid jazz album. As I said before, like that first track, which is um, So What, is like what I think of when I think of jazz. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think pour yourself a glass of scotch. Listen to the album. There you go. If scotch you on an album. someone who can handle scotch. <laughs> <laughs> if not, then a nice glass of, you know, apple juice. In whatever you want. Yes. A glass of whatever you want. Yeah. And remember, when you're done listening to that, even though you've had some scotch, doesn't mean you can hit anybody. I've been Barry. I've been Carrie. Thanks a lot. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's it's cold cold outside. outside.